This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, November 4th, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. Don't vote. It only encourages the bastards. If you don't vote, you can't complain. Voting is your civic duty. Bromides meant to make one feel better about voting or not voting don't really get at the heart of what voting is, attempting to use the government to impose your preferences on your neighbors. Aaron Powell, editor of Libertarianism.org, talks about what we're actually doing when we go to the polls. My mother likes to say, I've got the right to vote and I've got the right not to vote, which is always her convenient excuse for not voting. You say that there is no duty to vote at all. Explain the duty to vote. We, we talk about that a lot. You have this civic obligation. Right. I don't think that people shouldn't vote, but I think that we should think more about what we're doing when we vote and, and take the act of voting a bit more seriously than we often do and approach it in a more considered fashion. So there is this idea that we have a some sort of moral duty to vote, that there is something wrong with you if you choose not to vote, that you have failed in your obligations as an American citizen if you don't go to the polls on election day. And I think that's a very weird claim to make because there has to be something – for that to be true, there has to be something about voting that, that's a good that you are failing to provide by not doing it. Right. So the, the idea here is that you need to you need to make your voice heard so that the government will will do what you want, or that by not voting you're somehow free riding on the efforts of those people who did take time off from work to go to the polls, um, or that you're not you're not giving back to the America that you have benefited from. That the idea that you have some sort of duty to vote it has always been divorced from the idea of have you been following these issues? Are you well-educated in uh, civics, economics, science, any number of other subjects that, that might make you, frankly, a more qualified voter? Those questions are never asked at the same time. It's right, always it's, voting more voters equals better outcome somehow. Right. It's a profoundly weird thing because in most instances when we say you have a duty to do something, we include in that you have a duty to do it in the right way. You know, We don't just say like act in whatever fashion we, we judge the action. And so we could say you have a duty to go out and vote well, which might mean in an informed way based on an understanding of the issues, but we don't do that. We just say no matter how uninformed you are, no matter how ignorant you are of the policies of these particular candidates, you need to go out and just do this. What, what matters is that you made your voice heard, not, not the content of what you said. Now, I think you take, at least you entertain, the opposite idea, which is that when somebody goes out and votes, uh, they are, per by participating in the process, they're signing themselves up to have things done in their name that are awful. Right. I mean, we, we live in a representative system. So the idea behind these votes when we go out to vote for members of Congress, representatives at the state level, senators, we, we are picking people to represent our interests in the state capitol in Washington. 
So those people are kind of proxies for us in a way, which means that our vote, whether our vote decides the election and the chances of our vote mattering in that way are astronomically small. But by going out and voting, you are saying, I approve of this person, or at the very least, I approve of this person more than I approve of the other guy I could have voted for. But the fact is that very nearly every person who is going to get elected is going to use the power of the state to do all sorts of things that are utterly immoral and unjustified by really any argument. The, the state constantly does things that we cannot justify on moral grounds. Okay, now, but but that is it. It seems that what you're saying hinges on the idea that the state itself is not legitimate, and that therefore most of the things it does are not legitimate. I think it's quite clear that most of the things the state does are not morally legitimate. That most of the things the state does are very clearly violating the rights of some people for the benefit of other people. And when you vote for someone to go represent you in Washington, you either are ignorant of the fact that they're going to do that or you know they're going to do that but think it's okay. In either instance, you are putting your name behind these actions. And you may say this I'm, – I'm voting defensively, say, like I – you know, at least he's not as bad as the other guy. But you're still giving your stamp of approval to bad things being done in your name. And there, there may be good reasons for doing that ultimately. We may say like, look, a system where I don't vote, where nobody votes would be worse off. But at the very least, it complicates the act of voting. It, it makes it less of an obvious pure good than we often take it as in the society. Should people take solace in voting if the people they vote for lose? Because that seems to go to the question of whether or not you, by participating in the voting act, in the electoral representation act, are actually putting your stamp of approval on for a, let me give you an example. My wife and I, because we are, with respect to certain local races, low information voters, we write each other in. So if you vote for someone you know has absolutely no chance of winning, like as sorry as I am to say it, you, Caleb Brown, will not win any election. Uh, 10,000 to 1 maybe. Then that seems to a great extent indistinguishable from not voting. Right? It's, it's effectively the same thing. But if you go in voting thinking there's probably not – this guy's probably not going to win but there's a chance, then that looks a whole lot more like giving your stamp of approval to what he or she would do if put into office. All right. So your honest advice to the people listening to this podcast, should those people, that self-selecting group, should they go vote? On the one hand, yes, because people who listen to the Cato Daily Podcast are right-thinking and enormously informed. On the other hand, I think we need to be realistic about what voting means. As I said at the beginning, the, the chances of your vote being the deciding vote, even in a very small local election, are 
vanishingly small. And so if you are voting in order to give back to America, to repay debts that you feel you owe to your fellow citizens, it may very well be the case that, that if you took that time that you were going to take off from work, drive to the polls, stand in line, vote, if you took that time and contributed in some other way, gave to charity, were friendly to the people around you, the actual contribution you would be making would be far greater than the tiny, tiny chance that your vote decides the matter. But if you enjoy voting and you want to express your views about the legitimate role of government and who should run things and what policies we have, then more power to you. Just don't think that by doing so, you are exercising some moral duty that those who don't vote are failing to live up to. Aaron Powell is editor of Libertarianism.org. Read more of his work at Libertarianism.org and Cato.org.